On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Emmy Kirshner, and we have such an awesome conversation. And the one thing that, that we talk about in today's episode is work-life balance is BS. And I love that. And we talk about that. And we talk about work-life balance and the importance of relationships and prioritizing and all. It's really just great conversation. We have a ton of fun, some really great and powerful things that you can start to implement in your life, in your business right now. So without further ado, let's dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. All right. I am so excited to welcome this next guest. And um, it was so great to uh, how we met and just, you know, I guess it's the, the connection of meeting people through other people and, and how that's gone. And, um, you know, you and I met at the event that you hosted. And unfortunately right mm -hmm. now we're in quarantine and not having events, but yeah. it was so great because, you know, Sam introduced who was on, um, the show, uh, previously, and she introduced me to you and, and the event you were having. And I still connect with some of the other people that were at that event. So it just goes to show you the power of, you know, creating events. So, I'm very excited to welcome Emmy Kirshner here with me. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really excited to be here. Like, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. We were just talking before about how our energies, you know, correlate very well and, and just having a good time today. So I, I, you can, things will be very entertaining through, the, <laughs> through today's episode. Um, yeah, before we dive in. Yes, yes, yes. Bring that mood with you today. So um, before we dive into real quick, just give us a little bit about, um, you know, who you are and, and who you yeah. serve. Yeah, absolutely. So I serve and work with creative service-based entrepreneurs who are struggling to get rid of the, you know, all of the hats, really. They're acting as the overworked admin in their business and to help them build marketing and sales strategies that allow them to step back and step into their visionary CEO role and really scale their business into multi-six figures. So a lot of fun. I get to see huge, huge results. Um, and the people that I work with are so excited because they're impacting you know, their people in a better way. They're more rested. They're having way more fun. And, uh, and I love it. It keeps me out of trouble. Yes, that is awesome. You know, and I think that's a big important part for us entrepreneurs again is like, how are we impacting, you know, the people that we're working with and then the spiral effect of how that continues on, you know, and, you know, so in regards to that, I think that's a good kind of uh, intro and, and, you know, starting this conversation is just like an impact in and how we're impacting and you know when it comes to what you do and working with this what's kind of like your favorite part of working with uh you know your your clients oh god well all of it and i think the biggest reward for me is the aha moments when they've been working with me for a few months and stuff's starting to click for them and they're starting to see, you know, more money come in the door. And, and generally, it's a number of different things. It's mindset shifts. 
It's um, really having a, a strategic plan and then something that they can actually implement easily that's not overwhelming, um, you know, day in and day out. And while it doesn't sound very exciting, the results of that are fantastic. So. I think it's exciting. The fact that you're reducing overwhelm is something that so many people are going through and constantly go through just, you know, specifically with, you know, I mean, entrepreneurs, but obviously other people as well. And just when there's so much going on, when you're balancing business and life, you know, and so much can happen and, you know, you're, yeah. you have so many things that you want to accomplish and there's only so much time in the day, you know? Yeah, and I do a lot with like structuring and prioritizing and being really intentional about what you do. And I have a whole system for that. Um, I'm actually coming out, fingers crossed this fall, like late fall, but fingers crossed with a real like bound paper planner, business planner journal. Um, awesome. I've got the PDF kind of like mostly done right now. So I'm testing it with my clients. And it's like my entire system for breaking your year down and um and and looking at like all right this is what i want to accomplish this year this is what's going to happen each quarter and this is what i need to do tomorrow so awesome I'm, like beyond excited about it because it's working like i've you know i've got years of clients now who have kind of been through the process as i've been building it i have purchased i'm pretty sure every freaking planner on the planet <laughs> at this point to see what works and what doesn't work for me uh, and for you know, people who tend to be a little bit more creative mind and, and adverse to structure, mm -hmm. uh, this gives them the structure in a really simple way without feeling confining. So, yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I'm, I'm curious to, to, to dive into that a little bit more, more specifically on the day-to-day the -day and how that um, works, the different things that, that you've incorporated and it doesn't necessarily need to be within the planner. I am curious about that as well, but just you in general and how you structure a basic day and the things that you're doing that have helped you to, you know, keep organized and thrive and, you know, mindset and, and everything that kind of goes with having a routine. Right. Um, God, that's, uh, there's so many things that I do. Um, I journal like first thing in the morning um hence the planner journal that i'm working on too but it's really about ex like experiencing and acknowledging gratitude and what's working in my life which i think a lot of people are doing now because it, it shifts your brain because we're automatically like wired to focus on things that aren't working and that's the wrong question to be asking it's you know what is working and what's next and what can i do now or the kind of the three questions that i like to play with um, I meditate most mornings because that keeps me really grounded and I, uh, I'm probably ADD or ADHD. I've never been tested and have no desire to at this point, but my head goes in 72 directions at any like one point in time. And there's a great level for me of busy where I'm super productive. And then there's like another level where I'm just, you know, in chaos and circling around not accomplishing anything. So it's really finding that like peak performance and meditation really helps, helps that and keeps me, as I said, really super grounded. Um, but I focus a lot on threes. So like my goals are, there's three goals I have every quarter. One's business. Um, well, actually this quarter, one's business, one's wellness, and one's more spiritual. And, and I always have business in there and the other two rotate through whatever I feel like I need to to work on and then my day is set by 
what three things am I accomplishing this week? What am I accomplishing? Three things am I accomplishing this day? And it does help you stay out of that overwhelm because like if I get those three things done, everything else is great. So mm-hmm. setting myself up for success and then like getting everything put in my calendar so that be like check, check, check. Yeah, I love that. Um, just like the rule of thirds, that seems like such an, uh, um, a cool aspect to implement because I think often, you know, when it comes to to-do to lists, they're super long. And I forget what the quote is, but it's like, um, you know, we underestimate what we can do in a year, but overestimate what we can do in a day or something like that. And so yeah. based on how we structure our day, yeah, if you overestimate every time, you're putting so much stuff and then you're like, I didn't get any of this stuff. Like I didn't get everything done. And then now you're you're envisioning that you didn't get stuff done, which is a negative thing instead of again focusing on the things you did get done and I love how you phrase that in the gratitude aspect of how mm-hmm. you know you're you're rewiring your brain in a way to to consistently see things in a positive light and i I love gratitude journal, and I tell people to do that, but I guess a part of me never thought about it like in that aspect of how you know, I was like, oh, well, you start your day with gratitude, you're going to feel good throughout the day. But like, yeah, what, how you're saying it even more so where you're, you're setting that, you know, default into mm-hmm. gratitude right in the beginning. Yeah. And I even will write things that I want to bring in. So um, like I'll, today, my thing was like, you know, I have five new amazing clients that I love working with. Right. And when I do that consistently, those five amazing clients that I love working with show up like randomly out of, you know, right and left field that I'm not, you know, working hard for. So some of it's just really like I've, I've said it, I'm putting it out there and now I'm seeking the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's cool that you highlight your clients because I do the same thing with my journal in that things that I'm grateful for often are clients, people. Um, you know, things of that sort. And, you know, I think that's really important to talk about the the people in, in a business world, you know, and showing that that gratitude. So you mentioned that you do gratitude and you have goals. Is there anything else that's that's in the journal that you do daily? Yeah, I write my quarter goals, my weekly goals, um, and then my daily goals every day. Um, and that's the repetitiveness piece of it. Like it's easy to set quarterly goals and then not think about them ever again, which I did for a really long time. So I'm like, all right, well, clearly I need to see it in front of me every day. <laughs> uh, now has, uh, that, has everything, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no. And then I said, I'll, I'll write, um, not necessarily every day, but a lot of days I'll write an affirmation statement too. Awesome. Yeah. I love the affirmations. And, and for me, the affirmation started as writing but I've actually found that they're even more impactful when you say them out loud also. And Mm -hmm. for people who are like new to it, it sounds so weird, you know? And I remember first hearing it, like, really, I'm going to say like, I am this like out loud. Um, But it works. It feels good when you say it, even though it seems weird at first. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And I like it because it makes me feel like I'm like a superhero. Yeah, like got my little cape, <laughs> my scepter. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually, and, go ahead. I was gonna say, and that's a great, like feeling good 
you know, I mean, that's what we're supposed to be experiencing. So, you know, even if it's silly, like then I don't care. There's a, there's a company that I have, uh, I've done work with and, um, she, you know, teaches meditation specifically for healthcare industry. It's a company called mindful caring. And she teaches like the superhero pose where you like put your hands on your hips, you know, and stand. So it's funny that you mentioned like the superhero, because like, that's a thing that you can do to feel powerful and to feel good in getting in that, in that position. I teach my young entrepreneur Academy kids that when we're getting ready to teach them how to pitch to the investors and I demonstrate, you know, while when we were doing it live and like all of them fall out of their chair laughing and like embarrassed at the same time. And then, and then I make them all get up and do it. So then there's more laughter, but it, it does because they've never really presented in anywhere, any shape or form other than potentially their, you know, their classroom school it really does help them with some of the nuances of like not rocking and stepping all over the place and, um, and, and speaking more loudly because some of them, there's always a, you know, a couple of them that are like super shy and super quiet. Um, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, they are, they think it's hysterical. So yeah. And present, yeah. <laughs> Presenting can be difficult and you know, there's a certain, there's so much more mental, capacity to presenting than it is anything else you know oh yeah because you got to remember what you're saying and then you got to remember not to like dance all over wherever you're standing and then you've got to be able to read the room at all at the same time so yes that's really (laughs) it's an interesting it's a practice skill for sure yeah i love it um i mean i'm i definitely i think i can continue to improve but it's as i've been um, able to present in front of you know, groups of hundreds instead of you know tens. It's it's really cool to get that response and seeing everybody connect and get the the aha moments and value out of whatever I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah, and it's difficult you know right now because obviously there's not a lot of events going on, and you know it's so different speaking in front of a live audience than it is you know like a webinar or a Facebook live or, you know, things of that sort. Um, yeah. And it's going to be interesting how that kind of unfolds going forward into how soon we'll be having events or when that may happen, you know, with people. But at the same time, the Zoom is kind of funny in how it's been able to bring people together from other, you know, parts of the world or country, you know, or different states, at least for me. I don't know. Have you had that experience as well? Yeah, it's been really cool because like I've had um, a number of meetings with people from Australia or New Zealand, like halfway around the world that I might have had otherwise, but this has really been a catalyst for bringing more people together. It's been great because obviously I can see my girlfriends um, and we can at least virtually socialize. Yeah, but yeah, you're totally right. Like it is so much harder from a presentation standpoint because you can't read the audience. So I feel like at least, you know, sometimes I'm just talking and I have no idea if what I'm saying is resonating with anybody. And particularly if they're feeling shy and they don't want to comment. Yes, and it's an interesting thing too from uh, like, cause obviously video is a similar aspect and you know, for me, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, is if you're like going live or you're doing a video that's recorded and you do like a joke and you just yeah. have no idea 
well, see how this goes. And then you actually don't even know if it's getting, if it's hitting at all, even after yeah. you've posted the video, you know, for the most right. part. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird, uh, watch it afterwards too. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So I would say too, just kind of going back into the habits, like the other thing that I try to encompass every day is play. Like, I don't necessarily write that down in my journal, but having some fun and, and like ridiculous, silly fun, not just like, hey, let's watch a funny movie type of thing. Um, because that, I don't, that's like the perfect de-stressor for me. So, you know, lately I've been playing with my dogs and just, um, you know, different toys and having them jump over things and it's engaging them they're ridiculously goofy at almost 12 even though they think that they're you know three uh, but as you know, we were sharing uh before we recorded too like i started it was i don't remember what year it was because we were still my kids were still living at home but um we had gotten these little like mini beach balls from i think my sister's husband uh, and I don't even remember why, but it was cold. It was dark. I didn't want to go outside. It was winter. You know, it's probably one of those years where it like never got above six degrees and I wasn't working out and crabby and everything else. And we started playing with these beach balls, which very quickly, because my older son's so competitive, became beach ball volleyball in the house with official rules. And like, we would just laugh our asses off. <laughs> you know? And it's, and like we're like flying through the air i mean the space is not that big like that we didn't hurt ourselves or didn't break you know lamps or furniture or knock over bookshelves was hysterical but we would do it for like half an hour every day for i don't know weeks on end and and i actually use that now in my life balances bs um talk when we get to do live things i bring a whole bunch of them and i get everybody up and playing volleyball and they're laughing and being silly and oh, something gets stuck in the lights and everything. And it's again, like, they're like, oh my God, we feel so much happier. So I think incorporating play in your day is crucial. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's such an important aspect. It's something that, you know, one thing particular is like I used to, and I've talked on this podcast before about like kind of a battle I've had with television and in, in more so recently, I've real I've stopped the battle because I realized that it needs to be a part of my life in, in shutting down my brain and allowing that time to recover, enjoy, you know, not just be like reading books and watching courses and working all the time and having a way for me to kind of disconnect. So yeah. it kind of ties into what, you know, what you're saying and how important it is to kind of have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And your brain does like, I don't watch a lot of TV and I tend to watch more movies, but I go through periods where I like binge watch whatever because my brain just needs the time to not think. And even if I'm reading, like it's still thinking, particularly because I tend to read a lot of nonfiction. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I don't think it's something that, you know, we need to be glued to, but to use it as a decompression time or to just enjoy, you know, an amazing film, like that's awesome. Yeah. And it's just like what you said, it's, um, it's amount, it's the amount of time that we do it, you know, and everything is moderation, which kind of leads into 
Um, what I wanted to mention was like, you're talking about balance is BS. So I'd love to kind of dive into that a little bit more because oh I, I, I agree, but I kind of want to hear, you know, your side of it a little bit. Yeah. Well, it drives me nuts. Like it's one of the things that completely irks me is trying people saying like, you know, work-life balance, like, cause there is none. There is no, like, it's never equal and it was never designed to be equal, nor should it be equal. Like, like we should all just let things flow, which is what I teach. And, you know, I have a system and a framework that, um, you know, that shows you how to do that. And it's really like, you've got to identify what's important, right? There's going to be days where your family or yourself or something else, like is way more important than whatever you need to do at work. And, it's really about just like allowing that to be what it is and look like what it's supposed to instead of, you know, dividing it all into perfectly, you know, pieces of a portioned pie. So, um, I, like for me, it's about a river and yeah, it's one of my, like, I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> so like, instead it's really, for me, as I said, like the intentionality piece, and focusing on the things that you want, you're, I refer to it as the power three, um, mm-hmm. you know, identifying those things. But a lot of it's the mindset too, because like we all experience overwhelm, but that's really like our ego just stepping up and trying to keep us safe. Like you're going to do something new that we don't know how to do. So let me freak you out and how to overcome that because it's just stories like confusion and overwhelm is just stories that keep you stuck. Right. Like overwhelm yeah. is when you look at it, of like, you're overwhelmed. Okay, well, like, what are you overwhelmed about? And then, you know, it's like, oh, well, I have all these things that I need to get done. And it's like, all right, well, why do all those things need to get done? And there's like this process that when you start to break it down, you know, there's there's this deep underlying thing that's going on. And it's funny because a lot of it comes down to money a lot of the time um, with just yeah. like how people think. But one of the things that I wanted to, um, to kind of shift, you mentioned a river. I'd love for you to dive into how you, you know, the comparison of work life. Right. So yeah. there's, yeah. So there's like a river, any like larger river, right? There's, as you're going through it, there's places where it's really calm and really flat. And there's places where it's a little bumpy and, and like, that's all good. And then there's places where it's super bumpy and then there's like the whitewater rapids and except for the adrenaline junkies, right? Everybody else wants to be in the kind of the middle too. So sometimes the flat just gets really super boring, right? So it's, it's really looking at from a performance standpoint, from a satisfaction, happiness you know, level, all of that. It's looking at how can I stay in those two areas where I feel the best and stay out of, unless I'm an adrenaline junkie, the whitewater rapids which I think long-term even like, you know, people who enjoy that type of stuff would get tired of it or want something that's a little bit slower because it's, it's draining physically speaking. Um, and then the same thing with the really calm places. You know, yeah. It's, it's, boring. it's similar to, I always think about it um, as like a roller coaster. Um, yeah. You know, life's like a roller coaster. I've heard that expression before. And, you know, I think, you know, part of it, and it works with the river analogy as well in that, like, sometimes things are going faster, but like, if it was always the same, then it would be boring. Also, you know, if you had a roller coaster, it was just like the same all the way and didn't have its ups and downs, 
you wouldn't appreciate the times that it's going up. And we need the ups to, you know, and the downs to appreciate the ups, you know, and that's to me is like the balance, even though it's not balance, it's, it's that it is like understanding that it's going to be a back and forth and just kind of flowing with the river and keep this analogy going, you know, and how that just, and your response to the river in either trying to fight it or going with it is going to affect, you know, your mindset and emotions. Yeah. And when you're fighting it, like you're just resisting everything that's changing and that never works because everything's going to change no matter what. So if you're kind of going with that flow, it's a lot easier and a lot less uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is uh, the only thing in life that doesn't change is that things change. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) It's just so spot on. Like there's, there's, you know, and I think with everything that's been going on in the world right now is like kind of shocked a lot of people and really just like, I like to say from a positive standpoint, I'm like woke people up from the monotonous of their lives that they were going through. Yeah. And the overscheduledness, like in my community, at least the conversation has been like, I'm really enjoying the slowness and I don't want to go back. So we've been talking about what are we going to do to be intentional about not going back? And some of it's just saying no to the things right and it's a choice you know it 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 can be this slow you know it's that's up to you and in how you're spending your time and focusing on the things that are going to move the ladder a lot of times we just do things that are busy work you know and just do 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 just to stay busy and we don't need to well we all have this FOMO like like I'm missing out I'm missing out so I'm going to go to all this stuff because I might miss out and instead of really looking at what's going to be most beneficial and help me be most present and have the best experience. Mm-hmm. And it so. goes back to what um, we talked about earlier with like the goals, because when you're writing your goals every day, then your decisions are based on those goals, you know? And mm-hmm. I think, like you mentioned, you have personal goals and, and business goals. So, you know, if one of your goals is to, you know, have more fun than when the opportunity presents for you to, um, you know, go out with friends or, you know, go do something that's fun. You're going to do that because it's, it's part of your goals to do that. Yeah. And like you're, you're seeking the opportunity. As I said before, I spent, it was last, I have to think about timeframes, like a year, over a year ago, like two quarters really focusing on being present with my friends Uh, because I can get wrapped up into work very easily like the time escapes me or I get busy doing you know stuff with my kids or whatever I don't make the time and I had so much fun and those relationships are so much stronger because I was intentional about that and it's carried over now where I have new friends um, that I've met through some of the older friends and I just have I have all of these blossoming relationships and this support system um, both that I receive and that I can also give, um, you know, when stuff's going on, which is incredible. And I want everybody to be able to have that. Yeah. And it's just like you said, it's making it a priority. Um, one of my good friends, James, and he was, he's been on the show too. Um, you know, he recently 
just been like working nonstop, just so much, just like, and it's been, mm -hmm. you know, probably like a year and a half of him just, and he, and he's done so much and achieved so much, but in more recently, he's, he's kind of stopped himself and realized, Hey, I need to start focusing more on my relationship. So uh, me and him have gone for bike rides. And so that was part of it. Cause I was one of the people that he wanted to, you know, kind of keep the relationship stronger and, and spend more time on and like his his stories he's talking about you know more of it and so it just goes to show you again like it's okay sometimes that we get wrapped up in work but you know our being present is going to allow us to see these things and what's important and these relationships and you know we don't want to be down the line and just being like oh man all i did was work so much yeah Nobody's going to remember you because you worked 100 hours a week. Like, that's yeah. the bottom line. Like, yep. So I would rather work a little less um, and make that time being productive because I think you can achieve a tremendous amount in you know, 40 hours a week um, or less, depending on what you're doing, and, and have the time with friends and family and make that, you know, a focus. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah totally I think um, there's so much out there that's like, go, go, go. You know, you got to work all day, all night to be successful. And it's just not true. I just, I don't believe that. I personally have taken this real recently and implemented into where I made it a point to work less. And I, I feel more accomplished and more achieved in so many areas of things that I've done because I've made it a point to work less, but I, it allows me to focus on more things that are going to move the ladder and move the bar and yeah. understanding that aspect of just, all right, well, does working more actually mean like more revenue or more results? Like, um, no, it, it's not a correlation. Cause that would mean that every single person that works 12 hours is super successful. And it's, so it's not the case. And I'm, I'm basically like quoting James Wedmore here and, and <laughs> uh, I soak in everything I try and uh, you know, he's just uh, been awesome. And um, I've mentioned him on this show a, a few times and, mm -hmm. you know, obviously you and I have both had the experience with, with James and, and what he teaches, but yeah. And, you know, it just goes into, to that aspect that, like working smarter, not harder. It's just yeah. much better. It's yeah. I think the you know work forever is an old way of thinking that's slowly being broken down. Uh, and I think like one of the the opportunities here, particularly for corporate, you know, as we go back to work, is and now that most people have figured out from a, a corporate office standpoint that they can work virtually, you know that things will be a little bit different and have more more flow um, priorities on something other than just grinding it out forever. Yeah, it's exactly it. And I think um, this, you know, everything that's going on is changing the world forever. You know, we talked about, you know, virtual, you know, calls with friends, um, which I think will 100% continue because I, I mean, I had been using Zoom before for you know, podcasts for meetings for, um, you know, just webinars and stuff. And so, but now that it's become mainstream, you know, I have trivia every Thursday with my friends 
and they're all over the state. Um, yeah. You know, the, the one who hosted last night, he lives in Virginia. So like this wouldn't happen, you know, and, and I think we'll do this more often with friends that are not close. Like, yeah, with the friends that are in the same city as you, hopefully you'll make time to see them. But to be able to do stuff with people all over the, the country is so awesome. And it's just shifting yeah. how the world, how work is done. You know, there's big companies that are being more productive. And they're like, why am I spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on rent when we've been more productive at home? Right oh, yeah. Now? Yeah. My birthday was last Saturday. So Sunday, I hosted my virtual birthday party. And it was so cool because my girlfriends from far away could you know, celebrate with me where ordinarily they couldn't you know, because I wouldn't be able to make the trip. And I, I think doing that has been one of the best parts because I've reconnected with so many people that I just haven't talked to in forever. And, and even if it's not Zoom, like I've FaceTimed with more people than I normally would. Um, so I'm wandering around the house aimlessly. <laughs> but it's, I think that connection and, and part of why I started the community table, the event that you came to was because really two years ago now, that's what I was seeing, you know, in, in the marketplace is that everybody's on social media. It doesn't feel very authentic a lot of times. And while it's great to be connected with, you know, people from your high school or doing business on there, and believe me, I'm on social media all the time. It's still not the same as being in person and having that community. And, you know, based on what you said, exactly what I wanted happened, because even though it wasn't a networking event, you know, we all, um, the way I designed it was for us to come together, have amazing food and conversation with a different topic every month, you still stay in touch with some of those people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, one meeting and one event, I mean, when, when we went to, to BBD Live, I mean, that was a life-changing experience for me because I met so many people there, um, a ton of which have been on the show and will be continue to probably be more guests on the show, um, but also just like talk to you on a regular, consistent basis. I have accountability calls with, um, with people every single week that are from that one event. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing thing and it, and it kind of... Um, I think this is a good shift too, and just like the importance of of who we surround ourselves with, and how that affects yeah. our goals and things of of what we do. How is that um, kind of what what has your been experience from that from maybe early on to to kind of where you're at now with BBD or no just um just from like the people that you surround yourself with and how oh that's affected yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like. Like my journey really in, in like personal development started when I got divorced 13 or 14 years ago or whatever. Like that was the catalyst for me to wake up and really be like, I don't like where I'm at and I can't blame anybody else. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's me, like all these areas stink and you know, I, I am the common denominator. Um, and it was a slow journey, but, but as I've moved through that, like my friends and who I have, I hang out with have changed. I don't even know how many times. 
and and my kids for a while were like you know why don't you talk to so and so anymore i'm like because we just don't jive anymore like they don't want the same things that i do and it's not that they're bad people it's just it you know i was up leveling and they were staying the same which is you know it's fine it's their journey but right now like i have some incredible friends who are, you know are just they're super smart they're in the same place that i'm at or above and it's great that we can learn from each other um yeah. were you resistant at all to that transition no i was probably really like quick with it and like mm, no no you're not you're not hanging out with me anymore <laughs> Uh, there were a couple friends like in my old neighborhood that I slowly transitioned out just because they were comfortable, but I knew that like consciously that the bulk of my time should not be spent there. It wasn't, it wasn't helping me move forward at all. Um, and then I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what, they're really nice and I, I love them. They're like super kind, but I it's not right for me to just pop in because I'm bored. So I just let kind of let some of those ties go. And then, you know, other people come in. And as I said, I spent, I think, two quarters last year really focusing on the relationships that I wanted to, you know, expand and get to know people, you know, both more personally and just have, you know, more, um, you know, more contact with them, but also to have like a level of vulnerability, right? Like there's a, there's a trust at a certain place that, you know, you can share your ugly and, you know, they'll be okay with it and not be judgmental and offer something of value of how to get out of the ugly. So yeah, it's been definitely an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's one of those things for me, I definitely was like a little resistant at first. And, and one thing that helped me was just realizing that like, just because there's some people that aren't in your life as much as they were maybe at one time or another does not mean that it takes away from the experiences and friendships that you had and that they'll be gone forever. Like if they're real friends, no matter what you do and how you progress in your life, you'll always be able mm -hmm. to reach out to them and, you know, be friends with them, even though you may not be constantly surrounded by them. Yeah, absolutely. I also moved a lot as a child. So like it's really easy for me to skip around and and I have to be more intentional about like remaining in contact with the with like whoever. So Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Start over, start over, start over. <laughs> I have had the opposite where I have been in the same, you know, area my whole life. One of my friends just had her 29th birthday. And I've known her since we were babies. Like, so it's just, I have so yeah. many friends that I've known since we were so young that I'm yeah. still friends with, which is so amazing. And they're the group that I, you know, play trivia with, uh, you know, right now every Thursday. Right. And, um, you know, it's great to have those people, but there's also like all these other people now that I talk to more regularly than them. Um, that again is like helping me level up. Like you said, I think that that's such an important aspect of, you know, like leveling up. That's such a cool, you know, a terminology when you think about it, it's like almost like a video game where you're like, all right, I'm love, you know, I got to level up, you know? And so things need to come out, you know, what are some things that, that you do, or is there certain things that you do that, that help you to level up aside from, you know, the people that you're hanging out with? 
What was the question? I'm sorry. So leveling up, you know, you talked about leveling up and, and just, just from a personal growth standpoint, what are some things that you do to keep leveling up yourself um, on a regular, consistent okay, basis? Yeah. Um, really, and, and I was just um, part of a mastermind a couple of weeks ago where like everybody business was way bigger than mine and way farther ahead than mine. And I want to get there. Like, and there was a part of me that was super like, oh my God, like I'm the tiny person in the room. <laughs> you know, it was uncomfortable because like, I just wasn't, I'm not there yet. Right. And the other part of me, like in complete contrast is like, yes, I get to learn so much. <laughs> so it's, it's, I think it's putting yourself in those spaces. Like BBD was a great place to go because you've got people that are farther ahead than you and you can see the success stories etc. And it's really, um, I think I've used the word intention about 7,000 times now, but I'm going to say it's really about being intentional about that. Um, and, and seeking that opportunity to be the dumbest person in the room. Right. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's a great, that's a great quote there. Like seeking yeah. to be the dumbest person in the room. You say that out of context and like, what? No, it is the truth though. Like, you know, the more that we can, you know, because at the end of the day, a lot of times people are scared. I've been seeing quotes recently that people are scared about being shown being small. And like the truth of the matter is, you're always going to be small in wherever it is that you're trying to go. So, you know, if you're small right now and you just want to get like a six-figure business, when you get a six-figure business, then you're going to be a lot smaller than that person who has a seven-figure business. So there's no need to feel small ever you know, in understanding that it's just a journey and a progress and that being yeah. small is a good thing. Yeah, uh, it, it is. And, you know, if you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, you can't learn from everybody else and you can't up level ever. So I don't want to be in that position. Mm -hmm. you know, and I have been at certain times and I've like quickly removed myself because then you know, I'm, and it, for me, it's just exhausting, but it's, it's like, you're dragging everybody along with you. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure you can relate to this too. There's, there's that cycle that you have people in your life that were more ahead than you. So you, and they helped you get along. And so there's people below you also that you want to be that same person yeah. for those people. And it's such a cool cycle. It is. I'm laughing because I literally was on the phone yesterday with two different people who used to be my mentors that I am now theirs. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's different. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about leveling up, you know, where somebody that inspired you before that now you're inspiring. And I think there's a level that, that just because somebody may be higher or lower than you, there's still inspiration that can go either yeah. direction. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a function of where my experience is right now. And, and that's okay. Like there's nothing good or bad or, you know, wrong or whatever. Like it just is, it's, it's, it's a neutral place. But I was, I was chuckling to myself because I like that is just way too funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't really believe in coincidences. I think it's just, you know, again, like these these things happen. Yeah. 
I've had experiences recently that have just been like, this is too crazy. Um, I had a, I had a phone call today with somebody where they talked about influence of, of dreams and they're like really obsessed with how you utilize the dreams that you're having. And I was like, this is crazy that we're talking about this because just yesterday I had a dream that I had moved to San Diego and it's something that I talk about daily. And so now it was like, I'm literally dreaming about my dreams. And then the next day I talked to somebody who's like obsessed with, with that aspect and studies it and has been for the last three years. That's so funny. That's so funny. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Be there soon. Yes, very soon. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, It's going to be probably uh, August or October, somewhere in that range is where it's probably going to be more like October now with everything that's been going on. Mm-hmm. But it's, it went from an, an idea, a maybe to a, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. And it's all really? I think about every single day. That's, well, then it'll happen. <laughs> do you have anything have you ever had any um you know massive goals well not that that's like super massive but something like that where you know it just like gets you so excited every day to push towards that like a particular goal do you have something specific I don't right now uh, moving to Philly was totally like that started three or four years ago now when I had the aha moment that my kids were going to leave finally <laughs> and um yeah, like I started cleaning out my house like two years in advance and getting it prepped and making decisions based on that. And yeah. Now and where I'm are you originally of, from? Up and down the East Coast. <laughs> I was born in Massachusetts. Um, gotcha. Yeah. But awesome. Bouncing yeah. all over the place, doing different things. I love it. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Um, as we, uh, kind of wind down here, I wanted to, um, you know, we talked a lot about different, you know, things that have helped us along the way and, you know, how learning and growth is such an important part of that aspect. And one thing I like to ask a lot of my guests, uh, guests is, is there any, um, like books particular that you like recommend all the time that were just super impactful for you? Yeah, you are a badass. Any of Jen Sincero's books, read. Get the Audible version. Listen to them over and over again. She is absolutely hysterical. Um, I read the uh, Rachel Hollis books. Loved those. She's funny too. Again, Audible versions. Um, the Success Habits by Jack Canfield. Um, I love. Those are my top three. I think. Awesome. Yeah, and I think somebody yeah. else had recommended the the success habits by Jack Campbell. I gotta, I gotta remember to put that one up top because now, um, when I hear the repetition, I, I lied when I asked that question that it's for the guests. It's really for me. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear different recommendations for people because it helps me prioritize my insane book list that, you know, I keep moving from one thing to the next. And if I hear something talked about more than, you know, a few times and I'm like, up, oh, all right, moving that one to the top. There you go. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. This was so great, Emmy. Thank you so yeah, much yeah. for, for oh, being with welcome. me. Uh, real quick, what's the best way for somebody to reach out to you, follow you, get in contact with you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can find me um, on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn on or at Emmy Kirshner. And then I invite everybody to join my Facebook group, Tribe of Leaders. 
awesome. And I will put all the links uh, in the yeah. notes so you guys can get that. Thank you again, Emmy. So awesome to have you. I can't wait till this is all over and hopefully we can hang out um, in person. Yeah, before you go. Yes, we'll have to make sure it's a priority. You know, definitely, definitely got to have like a going away something where make sure to make it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it, and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.